episode 45, Sunday, September the 9th, 2012. Welcome to the XJ Talk Show. And now here's your host, Tony Mutteroy on XJTalk.com. Good morning, XJTalk.com. Oh, yeah, it's a ripoff, but I, I like that. <laughs> That's a pretty good movie. Robin Williams, you know, he's uh, kind of a messed up druggy, but uh, funny, so. Not that there's anything wrong with uh, messed up druggies. <laughs> if you're one, don't stop listening to the show. I just won't trust what your opinion is of it. You know, being on drugs and all. Anyway, a little update here on the thing that's near and dear to my heart. My Jeep. Actually, one of the three. Uh, I guess technically the TJ is, is my wife's, but I get the, the privilege of working on it and uh, asking if I can drive it on occasion. Anyway, speaking of the 98 Jeep Cherokee that we have uh, swapped the motor out in and then swapped the crane cam and then swapped the lifters. Actually, the the lifters and the crane cam were swapped at the same time. And when I say we, of course, I mean Matt. Anyway, Matt uh, put in a new cam and new lifters, uh, stock lifters. Well, they're not actually Chrysler lifters, but they were not the crane lifters that we tried the first go. And I think the crane lifters are probably fine in general, just the ones that I got weren't. So uh, we had to replace those. It messed up that cam pretty good and uh, certainly messed up uh, four of the 12 uh, lifters. At any rate, Matt got it going and uh, on uh, Saturday, and uh, finished, up, finished up on Saturday, did it Thursday, Friday evening, and then finished up on Saturday. And then, God bless him, he, he towed it to the house because it was having a little running hot issue, as you guys uh, had heard. And um, so towed it to the house uh, today and uh, done a little messing around with it. Yeah, it is running hot. Don't know exactly what's causing that. Going to have a look at that as the week progresses and see what we can do. Now, I do have a uh, two-row all-aluminum radiator and uh, I suspect that any uh, overheating, well, technically not overheating, running warm um, around, I think Matt said 224 uh, was the top that he saw it at. Uh, any running warm issue, I think, will probably be resolved with that. But I would like to see if, it can, if I can find the issue and the answer. Uh, well, we know the issue. If I can find the answer prior to having to throw parts at it, even though I'm going to be throwing a part in it anyway since I have it. Of course, uh, the, the two-row all-aluminum was a goal way back when, so I knew I was going to go that direction anyway. I mean, nobody wants to be off-road uh, going uh, low and slow, so to speak, and then uh, having to worry about uh, the engine overheating, especially a brand-new one. So uh, anyway, high hopes for the 98. Brand-new engine, boy, does it run smooth. Uh, I, I'm, I'm sure it's just in comparison to uh, the 98 engine that was in there wasn't running all that smooth with 180 K, uh, miles. And of course it had a little problem. I think it had a, uh, a lifter that wasn't pumping up, uh, all the way. So of course that's going to affect uh, how it runs and, and how smooth it is. Now it does remind me a lot of the, the engine in the 99. 
it's uh, the the 99 engine is is like that smooth. So I'm thinking maybe it probably isn't time to replace the <laughs> the engine in the 99 if it's if it's running just as smooth as the the brand new one. So anyway, the the Jeep's back. Looking forward to driving it. Looking forward to uh, not having any problems with it for a very very long time. And uh, I think that uh, I'm on the right road to that. But we'll have more updates for that in the future. Now I do want to remind you um, that next week we are going to have a special guest on the show. And uh, well, you'll hear more about that towards the end of of this show. So tonight we've got uh, another great Jeep tip from uh, Steve 4.3 LXJ. And then I think a very interesting interview with uh, Brandy Cherry, uh, owner and operator of uh, a auto, um, I guess a truck specialty store. She also does uh, installations uh, at that place. And uh, we're going to have that interview tonight. Uh, Anyway, the name of the place is Every Inch Counts. Yes, guys, you you heard it correctly, and and that wasn't the original name. <laughs> so you'll you'll I think you'll find the uh, I think you'll find the the interview interesting. So uh, we'll uh, we'll get to those things here coming up in just a minute. This is Dan from the Four by Four Podcast, and you're listening to the XJ Talk Show. XJ Talk Show is brought to you by Jeepin Outfitters. From tow rigs to trail rigs to daily drivers, we'll get you outfitted. See all of what Jeeping Outfitters has to offer at cheapinoutfitters.com or call 972-221-5286. Son of a bitch. Jeep Tips. And this week we have Steve, 4.3 LXJ from xjtalk.com with uh, our Jeep Tip. Good evening, Steve. Hi, Tony. Good. Well, I know that you're uh, a wealth of information, so what kind of wealth are you going to spread on us tonight? Well, I thought I would talk about uh, a subject that's kind of near and dear to my heart, and that's uh, lifting an XJ. Um, The reason that is near and dear to my heart, not just because I have one that's lifted, but uh, I used to uh, be in the suspension business back in the 70s when lift kits were first thought of. I was designing and building my own, and operating a nice little profitable part-time business out of my house. So uh, I've, I've never gotten away from that. And so I uh, probably have some unique thoughts on that uh, that border around what is acceptable and not acceptable, not what is possible. Yeah, right. And uh, so I, I think that's how I'm going to frame my comments tonight. Good. I think we've all seen the... Um possible but not necessarily acceptable uh, examples on the internet usually uh, uh long pieces of rectangular tubing <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's the ultimate redneck <laughs> <laughs> yeah well the when it when it comes to uh acceptable versus non-acceptable um my criteria my personal criteria is that when i'm done with it my wife has to be able to drive it and not have issues with it Right, that's not bad. I like that. And if you do a lot of reading on the forums and, and you really get to asking some of these guys, you know, well, how's your, your rig drive? And they say, oh, well, I've got death wobble, but I'm living with it. That's not acceptable to me. Um, that 
that means that something's not right here. We need to, to come up with another plan. Or uh, I've got this terrible black drag shaft vibration. I can't get rid of it. Okay, well, you know, <laughs> something's not quite right here. And, and so uh, when I do a, a suspension for myself uh, on any of my vehicles, uh, I use the same kind of criteria that I would as if I was in business. Customer has to drive it out the door, and it's got to be right. It can't be half-baked and half-done. Yep, that makes good sense. It's also good to know that it's possible to have a lifted Jeep and have it drive correctly. Yes, it is. And, and I'll, I'll preface this with saying that I have an 8-inch lift on my Jeep, and it drives straight, and I can drive it long distances, and the wife can drive it. So uh, that's been my goal. It's possible to do it, but it's not necessarily easy to get up that high and, and maintain those kind of standards. Right. So what's the secret? What's the juju oil? The juju oil? Well, uh, I, I think we ought to start small first and, and work our way up <laughs> before we get to the real juju oil because it can get to be kind of a complicated subject and, and uh, some of it uh, I will address another time because we won't have time enough in this podcast. But the Let's say you just bought an XJ, and uh, you drove it home, and it's got some 27-inch tires on stock wheels, and uh, you don't know anything about it, and uh, you get on the forum here, and you say, hey, I want to lift my Jeep. Well, there's some questions we have to ask, and one of the first questions that you have to ask is, how big a tire are you going to run? Because that's really what determines lift, or at least most of the question anyway. The other question is, is what kind of wheeling are you going to do? And by the time you answer those two questions, uh, assuming you have enough budget to cover all of this, and that's probably a third criteria, how much can you spend? Um, assuming you have the budget, by the time you answer those two questions, you should be able to determine what kind of lift you should be going with, and, uh, uh, and it should be, in, in my opinion, a uh, functional issue rather than uh, trying to be the tallest vehicle in the parking lot. So here I am with my stock XJ, and I get on the forum, and I say, uh, well, what kind of lift should I go with? And some, some guy says, well, what kind of tires do you want to run? And I said, well, you know... I can really only run 30-inch tires. Uh, that's all I can afford. And uh, so the answer would be that, okay, this is not, not a big deal. All you need to do is get a simple budget boost, or you can go more expensive and get an Oman Emu 2-inch lift, run your 30-inch tires. You don't have to change your wheels. You don't have to change anything in your fender wells, and uh, you'll be fine, and, and your Jeep will perform well for you. And uh, if you want to go one step above that, let's say, and you can use a 31-inch tire on a stock rim, you can run a 3-inch lift and pretty well get away without trimming any fenders. I've done it. I rubbed a little bit on the back fender wells, but it wasn't any big deal, and it was only a full stuff. And uh, I ran those tires a lot for several years, and 
really no issues other than the, when you make a tight turn, the tire rubs on the control arm. And to me, that's no big deal. You just don't crank the wheel quite as hard. Yeah, plan your turns better and, and back up to, to make them when you have to. Well, I didn't really notice much difference in my turning radius. It's just that I happened to hit the control arm. Right. You know, and so when it did, I just moved the steering wheel a little bit the opposite way that I had turned it, and that was not a problem. And I had a shiny spot on my control arm. And if you're looking for the most bang for your buck in off-road ability versus how much money you're going to spend, um, the three-inch lift uh, with a uh, 31-inch tire on a stock rim, a 1050 by 31-inch tire, is the cheapest you can get. And uh, you won't have any extra strain on your drive train. And you can go out and, and do quite a lot of wheeling with that. I've, I've been in uh, up uh, the Signal Peak Road, which is on our website, um, and uh, uh, lots of rocks and this and that and the other. And, and uh, I made it up just fine with open differentials and, and that tire uh, size on a, on a three-inch lift. And everything was fine. But what happens is a lot of guys like to go in for some looks. They want a little taller tire for ground clearance. And the most popular size then beyond that is, is a 33-inch tire. And it, if that's what you want to do, uh, there's, you really should be running a 4.5-inch lift, which is a, a popular lift. And uh, be prepared to do some fender trimming and get some flares or run without flares, whatever you want to do. But... You're going to have to cut some sheet metal right. to uh, clearance it because those 33-inch tires will not fit inside the rear fender well. So uh, those, there are kits uh, for that lift height that in the 4.5 to 5.5-inch category that come with uh, uh, either short arms or long arms, what we call that. Those are the control links that link the front axle to the, to the frame. And once you get to uh, four and a half inch, it's really a good idea to, to pony up the money and get some long arms because it'll ride much nicer and it'll look nicer. The wheel won't be quite, quite so far back in the fender well and, and so forth. It just, just looks much nicer and, and handles much nicer. Right. And, of course, the stop gap would be the, uh, the short arm drops. You talking about the drop brackets? Yeah. Well, the drop brackets you can use successfully on a uh, four and a half to a six inch uh, suspension. They drop your control arms about three inches. Yep, and make them more more flat, more level, so it improves improves that, the ride. That's a, way to, that's a way to compensate, and you can get by with your stock control arms if you want to. Which are they aren't very strong, but they work. Right, or or as I have done with the uh, the full set of adjustables. Right. And you can, or you can go to full set of adjustables on a drop. Uh, uh, forgot the term. Um, yeah, I mean, right. Or you can. You're looking at like you're, the, the one. One's about two hundred bucks, and I guess around one seventy for the drops, and uh, at least from rough country. And uh, the long arms uh, would be closer to six or or seven. So. It's, right. it's all what you want to do. Long arms certainly are better for articulation, but um, the the drops will get you by. 
drops drops do quite well for for the amount of money you put into them. There's only one disadvantage to them, and that's if you're doing some uh, some rock crawling. Uh, they can have a tendency to get hung up on some rocks. Sure, because they they drop down. I mean, yeah, just yeah, by the yeah. name, they're, they're a hunk of metal hanging down, and they got sharp edges. Right, exactly. But they work. That's uh, you know, rough country has them. Rusty, Rusty's off road was the first one to come up with them. So we got to give him credit there. He's been selling them for a long time successfully. Oh, good. And uh, so, uh, uh, you know, you can you can go to taller lifts. You know, with the the uh, drop brackets, uh, and if you're looking for the cheapest way out, that is the cheapest way out. Although the long arms will, uh, I think, do a much better job for you. But the cost difference is is a fair amount. And there's a bit of a um, bit more mechanical know-how you need uh, with uh, with long arms than you do with the uh, short arms and drop brackets. Drop back brackets are pretty much bolt in, where the the uh, long arms are going to require some cutting, specifically of the uh, the uh, factory uh, short arm brackets from the uh, the unibody. Yeah, so. some do, some don't. Depends on how they're made. Oh, really? Um, okay, I didn't know that. Yeah, the the biggest difference there is that many of the companies now, and I think Rep Country's doing this, if I'm not mistaken, they put a bend in the long arm so that it has more clearance, and so that. Part of that bend there is it goes up higher on the frame. Well, I mean, you so, still you still have to cut the factory brackets off. Well, like I say, it depends on how how it's made. Well, um, well no, but only on the rough country one. Even though it has the bends, you still have to cut those brackets off. Yeah, that's just because it has the bend. You have to cut those brackets. Oh, I see what um, you're saying. I, I thought you meant they were bending around. At any rate, yeah. I think I got you off course. So. I was just mentioning that we that you can do the drop brackets. You don't have to do the long arms. Long arms are, are always going to be nice, but uh, the the yeah. uh, the drops uh, are a uh, cheaper alternative to that for the uh, yeah. taller lifts. Yeah, down to how much are you going to use this rig off road? Yeah. If if you're if you're going to be using this rig once a month, and you're going to be flexing the suspension all the way, then yeah, you should really be thinking about the long arms because they're going to perform better for you. If all you're going to do is uh, drive around on the street and uh, uh, you're looking at uh, an occasional dirt road or an occasional uh, fairly easy trail, um, you know, the drop packets will work just fine for you. And you don't need to spend the extra money. So uh, anyway, once you get beyond five and a half inches, once you start getting to the six and six and a half inch uh, lip kits, uh, you start getting into steering problems, and those problems concern how much angle a tie rod end will take. And uh, when, when they get to the end of their range of motion and you force them to go any further, you start deforming the tie rod end, and personally I consider that a very unsafe situation. I've never seen one pull loose, but you know what? If you're deforming it, it's weaker than it should be. And that's not something I want to take a chance with. Sure. So uh, you need to look at some steering solutions. And, and I think we should talk about steering solutions another time because it's kind of a subject in itself. Right. So uh, anyway, uh, 
eight inches, roughly, is uh, seven and a half, eight inches, is about the limit that you can really get our coil spring suspensions to work properly. Um, there are some people out there that try for 10 inches and things like that. And if, if you think you want a 10-inch suspension because you're going to be running 44-inch swampers down in the mud in Florida or uh, you're going to go to the mud bogs in Nebraska or whatever, um, really ought to be thinking about uh, converting the front end to leaf springs and uh, uh, doing some, uh, some serious fabricating to do that. So that's, that's kind of an overview of what there is available. Um, you could run, go up to a 35-inch tire, which is really probably the limit uh, for our Dana 30s, you know, and our Dana uh, or uh, Chrysler uh, rear ends and so forth, the 29 spline Chrysler 8 quarter. It's really kind of the limit for them, and you can do that on a 4.5 or a 5.5-inch uh, lift with uh, cutout fenders. And uh, so uh, my opinion is, is that that 4.5-inch lift is, is a good lift. And if you if you want an XJ that looks nice, performs well with either 33 or 35-inch tire, that's the one you need. Um, beyond that, um, you have to start looking at uh, things like, well, I really need this breakover angle, or I really need this extra clearance for a a 37 or 38 inch tire, things like that. Yep, some major major modifications to, to keep it drivable and safe. Yes, and, and the amount of money goes up exponentially. <laughs> yes, and, uh, yes, of course it does. Oriented, it means it goes up a real lot. <laughs> <laughs> for every inch you go up. Excellent. Okay, Steve, great. Thank you for this week's Jeep tip. Okay, thank you, Tony. And now for a disclaimer Jeep tips is for entertainment purposes only. If you choose to follow these tips, man up and take the responsibility for your own actions. If you cannot or you feel that working on your Jeep is beyond your abilities, seek the help or advice of a trained certified mechanic. XJTalk.com. It's where you go when you're not off-road. Tonight we have Brandy Cherry, uh, owner and operator of uh, a, a truck customization shop called Every Inch Counts. And we'll get to that name here in just a minute. Brandy, thanks a lot for being on our show. Thanks for having me. So uh, you became friends with XJ Talk on uh, Facebook and through, um, I don't know that it would actually be called shenanigans, but I'll say shenanigans that I saw <laughs> that I saw on Facebook. I thought you'd make an interesting guest. Now, uh, Brandy doesn't specifically do just uh, Jeep work, but she has mm-hmm. rolled a Jeep on, on its side once, so I think it qualified for her being on the show. <laughs> well, thank you, thank you. So let's let's talk about this uh, let's talk about this name of this shop first. Uh, Every inch counts. Now that sounds quite provocative. Where did you come up with that? Um, well, actually, believe it or not, um, me and a few buddies were sitting around a bonfire drinking some beers one night talking about, 
you know, what could I come up with for an interesting name that would catch people's attention to where they definitely remember it. And, you know, every inch counts just kind of came up into it. It's very suitable for whether you're talking about lift kits, the size of your mud tires, how big your rims are. <laughs> it just really seemed to fit. Well, as you're going through that list, I'm getting more and more nervous. So that's good. <laughs> I like I like the list that you gave me. Well, how do you think I feel? I'm definitely, <laughs> most people meet me and they say, well, who do, you, uh, who do you work for? Every inch counts. They give you a real funny look and the next question is always, and what do you say? <laughs> <laughs> Well, I, I would imagine that really brings in some business, too, if nothing else, so people can come in and give you a hard time about it. Oh, yes, definitely, and they love to do that. <laughs> oh, of course. Now, uh, I, I, I didn't ask you this before, but how tall are you? <laughs> I'm actually five foot two. Okay, that's what I was thinking. I thought you were pretty demure based on the pictures that I'd seen on Facebook. <laughs> yes, so I'm So I want you guys to know that this girl's the real deal. She gets in underneath the trucks, on top of the trucks, anywhere on the trucks. Uh, I saw a picture <laughs> yesterday of her standing on a bumper with bending over inside the truck. And w that was like a, well, that's, that's a full-size Ford, wasn't it? Um, actually, that was a 1500 Dodge. Uh, oh, Dodge. Okay. I didn't think the Dodges had flat fronts like that. Anyway, she was, um, she was standing up, bent over into the engine bay. And uh, I've seen pictures of her on Facebook where she's dirty from head to toe. Yes, I like to stay that way. <laughs> so uh, to me that's just amazing and i think that you had told me that you've been in the auto industry for 13 years yes a little over 13 years now and um you do well you tell me what kind of work do you do at uh, every inch counts um we pretty much try to be a one-stop shop you know we do anything from lift kits on two and four-wheel drives we also do them for atvs we do wheels tires accessories we also include cars in there it's not just a truck shop um you know, we can do program tuners, make your truck go faster or car go faster. Do those things work for the for better mile per gallon for gas savings or, or not? Some of them do. It just depends on which one you get. It's not really going to be a lot, <laughs> Yeah. but it does work a little bit. Yeah. They're, honestly, they're better for going faster. That's what I was thinking. Uh, and, you know, uh, if you go faster, you can get to the gas station faster. So, <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> So um, now, every inch counts. Oh, that that's a uh, the business that you've had for two years. Is that correct? Yes. So uh, prior to that, uh, you had a different name. <laughs> yes, I did. Um, it was called Five Matters. <laughs> but I see a theme here. <laughs> yes, maybe just a little bit. You know, so, I guess I do kind of sex sales nowadays. You know. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's very true. Now, uh, I would think that uh, uh, size matters is so much like every inch counts. Why the name change? Um, size matters was actually a partnership with me and my ex. And when we split, you know, me and him came up with that name. So he decided he didn't want me to use it anymore. So that was part of the agreement. So let me make sure I understand this. A man, and I'm not judging here. Because uh, <laughs> maybe it wasn't a man. Maybe it was a woman. But a man, I'm, a, I'm assuming... <laughs> <laughs> wanted the name he he wanted the the name size matters and, yeah. and any idea what he was going to do with this name <laughs> no not at all yeah i can't think of a no, thing no. so it basically was it's mine i don't want you to have it yes he was just being very vindictive oh uh, ain't love grand <sighs> so anyway you you went with uh, every inch matters and uh every inch counts Every inch counts. See, now there's a there's a twist. You could have just t torqued him off a little bit by saying the way I just said it. <laughs> but anyway, 
Uh, every inch counts and is right here on the paper in front of me. I just didn't read it correctly. Um, <laughs> so uh, that's the that's the name of the business. You uh, deal with uh, the truck customizations. It sounds like you got quite a thing going there. Do you have a, a Facebook page for that, or is that the same page you use uh, that we're friends with? Um, no, actually, I do have a Facebook page. It's, um, you know, of course, www.facebook.com forward slash every inch counts. Great. Well, I'll have to check that out because, uh, like I say, I think I've, just, I've got your uh, friends with your page. Um, so, uh, guys, you can go look on Facebook, and I would assume that you have uh, pictures of trucks that you've worked on and things that you've done to them on that site. Yes. Now, yes, you, I have them on that site. Um, if you also go to the company website, www.everyinchcounts.com, there's customer rig section on there that has all the, um, a lot of the work that we've done. Um, lift kits, wheels, tires. It also shows a lot of the products that we sell. Um, it is, however, still under construction. I also manage that myself, and, you know, I try to be good at it. <laughs> excellent. But it has also some information on there. Great. Excellent, because I was just getting ready to ask you if you had a – a, a website dedicated just to the to the, the business. That's great. Um, now, I did mention in the opening that uh, even though you, uh, you'd you work on all kinds of vehicles and drive all kinds of vehicles, uh, and I guess you have, if I understand right, that, that truck that I saw you working on, that's your Dodge pickup. Yes, that's the Dirty Cherry. Yeah, but you have, I'm sorry, that's a Dirty Cherry? <laughs> yes, the Dirty Cherry. So there's not a 10-second rule going here. It's just, it's always dirty. Um, <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, uh, but you have driven Jeeps before, and I, I know that you had told me pr- previously about a Jeep that you didn't roll, but at least put on its side, kind of like a, a quarter barrel roll. Yeah, in a creek. So, yes, I did. So tell me about that, because that's that's Jeep-related, and, you know, th- we want to do that on a Jeep show. <laughs> um, well, you know, same thing. Me and a group of buddies, we all went out trail riding, and mudding and stuff and just having fun and after a while the big truck and four wheelers just wasn't quite doing it and a buddy of mine had a little XJ so I decided I was going to take it around this this little bend that goes down this trail that kind of goes over a cliff and on the side of the cliff it's not a big cliff you know it's probably four or five feet off the ground something like that but there's a little creek about three feet deep and I don't know what was wrong with me it probably some of the beers that I drank earlier that day it was this little rock kind of more of a pebble really but for some reason, instead of going over it, I decided to go around it. And as soon as I went to turn to go around it, it threw me right off the side of that little cliff and down into the creek, <laughs> straight on my door. So, the, so like I said uh, before, it, the, the the good thing is it wasn't your Jeep. <laughs> oh, no, not at all. It, it was definitely a buddy of mine, and, you know, he... Are you still buddies? Uh, he took it very good. Yes, yes, we are. Good. <laughs> I helped him fix it, of course. <laughs> and come on, it was totally an accident, so he couldn't really blame me. <laughs> so I just want to make clear, make clear that, that my understanding of this is the same beers that help you helped you choose the name Every Inch Counts is the same beer type thing that got you on the side of the Jeep. Yes, yes, it was. Oh, so, okay, so I, I'm seeing a, I'm seeing a theme here. Although I think the name was a, was a good choice. I think that name is a lot better than the old name. Yes, I agree with that. You, you hear so much about size matters. There's so many jokes about size matters, size matters. So yes, it's, it, it's absolutely everywhere. Yeah, every inch counts is really cool from the standpoint of uh, the, the lift, getting uh, the vehicles up off the ground, which I think we all love. I think even people that hate it love it because it's, it's can't just... can't love a monster truck. It's really cool, man, you know, it, mm-hmm. and um, it's, it's so much fun to intimidate the Prius that's in front of you. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> 
Unfortunately, and of course, you can't forget the pulling up beside, uh, behind people at night with your lights on and just watching it shine right through their cars. <laughs> oh, do you know my my wife calls me such an ass when I do that? <laughs> <laughs> It's not your fault. It's you know, the trucks lifted. Come on. Hey, they, some stuff. they had the same decision-making process that I went through. <laughs> they could have yes, gotten something. They, <laughs> they could have got something a little higher. Well, anyway, she's yeah. she's not as critical now because we got a 2003 TJ, and I put a four-inch lift on it uh, about uh, two months ago. So now she's riding around at the. Actually, she's a little higher than what I am in my XJ, which which oh. I'm gonna I'm gonna have to do something about that. I was gonna say really. <laughs> Well, you know, I, I don't. Like that. It's the first TJ that I've ever uh, ever owned, and I've never had a, done a lift kit before. So I got a four inch lift for the TJ, and I have a four and a half inch lift on my XJ. Now I've got a, <laughs> I've got a lot more armor on my XJ than what's on the TJ because the TJ is basically stock. So I don't know. Mm-hmm. You know, the TJ is higher to start with, so I don't know. It's it's yeah. at least I can drive it now, and I don't feel like I'm driving down in the the bottom of a well. Yeah. I have the same problem going from a lifted truck and getting back in a car or even a stock truck. You kind of feel like your ass is dragging on the ground as you go down the road. <laughs> oh, yeah. And you don't realize how much how much safer it is because you see what's coming up. You can make a lot of decisions uh, based on what's happening in front of you. Now, you live out in the sticks, and, and I'm in the yeah. Houston area driving back and forth through Houston traffic every day. So you probably don't have the same traffic concerns. Uh, you're in Florida. And so you probably have to watch out for alligators and stuff like that. <laughs> yes, definitely have to watch out for the gators. They're everywhere here. <laughs> like, oh, like it's the- kind of bad because, you know, coming from Texas, you know, we always go to the lake and go swimming in the lake. And you, know, you can't do that here. You can't even watch your dog next to the lake at night. <laughs> Yeah. Well, you know, you see that stuff on the news all the time. It's just like people that are not from Texas. And, and by the way, Brandy's originally from uh, from Texas, I guess the Fort Worth area. Uh-huh. Fort Worth, Illinois. So it's like anybody that, uh, <laughs> it's like anybody that's not from Texas. Uh, they, they have a tendency to think that everybody in Texas has an oil well. Although I think, yeah. <laughs> although I think the internet and stuff has, has changed that to a certain degree. But what's funny is I actually have a, a cousin uh, I don't think he still has. Uh, he's an older gentleman. I don't know if he's still alive. But uh, I did have a cousin that actually did own an oil well in Freer, Texas. So oh. I used to like to use that one. Yeah, but I always get asked, does, does, does all the people in Texas wear boots all the time? <laughs> no, just me. A lot of them do, though. So um, how did you get to Florida? How, what was the, how was the move from, uh, from Texas to Florida? Because, I mean, that's like going from heaven to where old people live, or actually where they go to die. <laughs> where they go to die. That would be correct. <laughs> um, actually, you know, I used to come to Florida about once a year to visit some family that lives down here. And um, I don't know. I've always loved it here. And you know, there's a real big, big, big mud-bogging stuff that goes on everywhere in Florida, whether it's the south, the central, the north. It's everywhere. And then, of course, you got your Georgia, which is just a few hours away, that holds all kinds of mud and events. And it's just, in Texas, there was only a few. <laughs> well, and there just wasn't a lot. So yeah. I thought business would be better here. Kind of did, you know, a little survey online and stuff to see where, where I could make more money at. And Florida was the place to go. Well, that sounds pretty cool and certainly not a bad place to be. Um, now, I didn't look up to see exactly um, how close you are to the water, but... Florida is pretty much close to the water, no matter where you are. Are you are you yeah. close? Are you close to some really pretty water? Um, I'm about thirty minutes from Clearwater Beach. Oh, that must be must be pretty water if it's clear water. 
It is. Clearwater is gorgeous. Yeah, I've often wanted to uh, to go to Florida for no other reason to go snorkeling or maybe even scuba diving. And uh, you know, did you ever go to Galveston when you were here in Texas? Um, a few times, yes. Galveston is horrible. I hate Galveston. It, <laughs> it's like the dirtiest thing I've ever seen. See, I thought that way about Corpus Christi. We used to go down there when I was younger to go fishing, and I hated it down there. Yeah, I mean, fishing's not bad. But, you know, as far as going out and playing in the water, I mean, you know. You're right, in the sand, it's oh, all brown. Yeah. And then, no. <laughs> and, and we were always 60, uh, at least an hour away, if not longer. Uh, no matter I, where you go in Florida, it's all white sand. Even here at the house, I oh, live in the sticks, gee. but if you go outside and dig up my grass, you're going to find white sand. Wow, that must be really nice. But anyway, we would drive like over an hour going home after being in Galveston, and you're sticky and you're dirty, and it's just horrible. So, um, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't, I don't go to, I don't go to Galveston, but Florida sounds like it'd be really nice, nice place to visit anyway. And, and, yeah. and, uh, if anybody wants to send me any hate mail about the, where old people go to die, that's fine. <laughs> Call the number and just let it, let it rip. I'm, I'm more than happy. Oh no, or what I said about Corpus Christi. No, I love Corpus. I love everything about Texas. <laughs> no, Corpus is fine. It just, the water is just not, it's not pretty. I, I, you know, if you're going to have, no. if you're going to have the ocean, it should be pretty. It should be pristine and you should be able to go snorkeling. And, well, yeah, but technically it's not really ocean, it's Gulf. Uh, that's true, but it's it's still the Gulf in Florida, isn't it? <laughs> it doesn't, uh, well, on one side. Yeah, on the other but, side, it's but, it's, but it's clear over there, isn't it? It's clearer. There you go. <laughs> I, that's my point. <laughs> I, want, I want the ocean to be clear, damn it. Is that too much to ask? No, not at all. I mean, it's, the, it's, it, it's that, yeah, it's that close, but but not for me. Anyway. <laughs> And, and after all, that's what's important is, you know, for me. Anyway, um, <laughs> so uh, I, I do want to mention, before I forget about it, uh, when Brandy and I were talking yesterday on the pre-interview, uh, she came up with a special for all you folks in Florida that would like to run by her shop, which, by the way, uh, oh, God, see, I told you I was going to forget the, how to pronounce this. <laughs> it's the Nona Sasa. Nona Sasa. Okay, so the, the business name again is Every Inch Counts, and it's at 2911. You say it? The Nona Sasa. Road in Plant City, Florida. And you can, yeah. you can reach uh, Brandy at the company at 813-391-8365. And she, she mentioned here that, uh, and the notes that I have, that uh, you can get a lift kit installed a suspension lift kit installed somewhere between six and eight hundred dollars depending on the vehicle do you know what generally uh you you charge for a, a jeep cherokee um actually the lift kit that i have on special right now for everybody for your show is for the 1984s to 2002 xj's you can get a six and a half inch suspension installed with self tax and everything for 1700 and um the install on that is actually only 550 okay great so that's uh, from the, the 1984 to the 2001 Jeep Cherokee. It's a rough country, six-and-a-half-inch suspension lift, and I would assume that is the, the, the kit. Complete the, kit. Yeah, that's the one with the leaf springs. Yes. Okay. So the, the complete rough country six-and-a-half-inch lift kit uh, installed tax title. Uh, well, no title, but I'm going to say it anyway. Tax title. <laughs> out the door. <laughs> out the door for 1700 even. 
So bring it in. And, and about how long does it take you to do that? Is, it, is that a drop-off and one day and get it the next day? Or I guess it just yes, depends um, on the how. The way I like to do it is, you know, basically, for example, you drop it off on a Monday morning and you'd be picking up Tuesday afternoon. That way it allows oh. me adequate time for any kind of anything that might go wrong or anything that needs a little bit more time to work on, you know, anything like that. How are, the, how are the broken bolts there in around all that salt water? Do you break a lot of bolts, uh, uh, like especially the shock bolts? Um, Good God, I hate those things. Um, no, yeah, not. <laughs> I really break more lug nuts than anything. <laughs> oh, really? Wow. Yeah. I'm always having to buy customers new ones of those, which I'm glad to do. You know, but from definitely, you can always tell who uses, you know, their truck to pull saltwater boats or something like that because it's normally always the back ones too. Wow, I bet. <laughs> yeah, on that TJ uh, a lift kit installed, I was really surprised. It was a Texas uh, Jeep, but those uh, two shock bolts in the rear up, up high, they just snapped off. They didn't even try to come mm-hmm. out. Uh, actually, it was three out of the four. One came out perfectly fine. Uh, I was totally shocked. Of course. You're yeah. going to have your one that makes you think this is just going to be so easy. <laughs> well, you know, actually, uh, I, I put the impact on it, which was probably my first mistake. And um, I, I started taking it off, and it goes, and I went, wow, that was great. And I went, whoa, wait a minute, because I, 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 <laughs> I was just in do mode. I wasn't really in think mode. And I looked at it, and I went, yeah, that's too short to be a legitimate bolt, because it was about a quarter of an inch long. <laughs> So, oh. <laughs> yeah. so the next one, I actually got the ratchet and was trying to take it out, and I snapped it with the ratchet. So the next oh. one, yeah, the next one, I just went over there and went, and and uh, I think it was actually the last one. I did the same thing too. I just went up there and just said, you know, to snap it off, and it came out. So, oh, man. you know, it's Murphy's law. But anyway, yes, it is. <laughs> so seventeen hundred bucks, guys. If you're in Florida and you're anywhere close to the Plant City, Florida area. Go over there and check out uh, Brandy, and uh, every inch counts. Yes, please do. Now, how far are you from uh, where the uh, from Cape Canaveral? Oh, um, let's see. That's on the other side of Orlando. It takes me about thirty to forty-five minutes to get to Orlando, so probably forty-five minutes to an hour from Cape Canaveral. Oh, uh, so you can't you can't see the, the 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 shuttles when they were taken off. You couldn't see that. I'm not up close and personal, but I can actually still see it once it goes up into the sky. I bet you that was still pretty cool. I would have always, that was something, uh, even back during the, the moon missions when I was little, uh, that would have been a very fun thing to go see. I'm sure that was well before your time. Yeah. <laughs> they are really nice. Even even at the distance that I'm at, when they do take off, it's just a big ball of fire, and then it just kind of, you know, goes off into something really small. My boys love watching it. It's going to be the coolest thing, and that would be one of the things that uh, I'm surprised you didn't travel down there to, to see a launch, especially with your boys. Um, no, not yet. Um, normally, by the time I found out they're doing a launch, it's a couple of days prior to it, and I'm normally so booked up I can't make it out there. However, I did take my boys out there to you know look at the whole Space Museum thing, and we took a little shuttle to actually look where they do the launches off, and it was really fun. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, and you never can be sh- for sure if they're going to launch. Uh, that would be the problem yeah. with, with me traveling that far from, from the Houston area to Florida to go see it. You know, Murphy's Law would say, no, we're not, we're not launching because you, you put all this time and effort into it. So yeah. at, at least it wouldn't be so bad for bad for you. Well, tell me something about the uh, the vehicle that you have, uh, the Dodge. What uh, What kind of lift? What size tires? What have you done to it? 
This one I haven't really got to put a whole lot of stuff into. The Dirty Cherry I actually just bought a few months ago um, as a company play toy. I do have a 5-inch Rough Country lift on it. It's running on some 35-inch Mickey Thompsons. Mm, I did put a K&N cold, cold air intake into it as well. Of course, mine's just for power, not for any kind of gas savings. Because everybody knows once you lift a dog, you only get 8.1 miles to a gallon if you're lucky. So, is, that, is that what you're getting out of yours? <laughs> yes, it is. It don't matter if it's highway, if it's street, if it's county road, if it's trail riding. I get 8.1 miles to a gallon. Well, it might. But I love my truck. Yeah, so. it might. It might suck literally, but at least it's consistent. Yeah. <laughs> And, of course, you know, I did the inside with, you know, some custom camo seat covers that we also sell at the company. But it's just right now, that's pretty much all I got on it. So how often do you take uh, take that or any rig off-road? I'm sorry? How often do you go off-road? That one, that, oh, that rig goodness. or any? Um, every weekend. Oh, really? Yeah, every weekend we go out, whether we go out to a local mud hole or we go down to a park to go trail riding. Have, the, uh, have your boys got uh, bored with it yet? Oh, gosh, never. My boys are just as dirty as me. <laughs> I wouldn't think so, especially for boys. Plus, I let them drive the truck around, so they love it. How, how old are your boys? Um, seven and 13. My goodness, the 13-year-old must just be going nuts. Nah, he loves it. That's what I'm saying. He's taller than I am. Just, just nuts about it. Has he started talking to you about his own, uh, his own vehicle yet? No, um, actually, he already has it figured out. In a couple more years, he's taken over the Dirty Cherry. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. He's got plans. <laughs> now, were you consulted in this at all? Uh, no, he just informed me of it very politely one day. <laughs> now, now, is he going to continue with the name, or is he going to change it? Oh, no, I'm sure he'll probably change it to something. <laughs> I don't know. Well, that's amazing. Well, it sounds like a great uh, a great upbringing um, with uh, with the, the all the off road stuff. Now, is that is that your only vehicle, the the Dodge Ram? Yes, right now it is. So what what other vehicles have you had uh, that you've taken off road? Um, I really my favorite engine of all time, diesel wise, would have to be the seven three by Ford. Um, I had a two fifty for a while. And I used to take that thing. I mean, I did truck pulls with it. I got videos on YouTube of me whipping guys at the old shop doing truck pulls with it. No, um, I've also, you know, done F-150s. I, I'm pretty much a Ford and a Dodge girl, so I haven't really got to play very much with any kind of Chevys, but they're okay. Now, uh, I'm going to show my ignorance. Uh, the truck pull, is that where you pull, one truck pulls the other, or is that actually when it's, you're pulling a sled? No, it's like... Uh, Basically, a tug of war between trucks. Now, doesn't that just tear the hell out of a transmission? Yeah, if you do it wrong, yeah. <laughs> How do you... I guess it's not really a good way to tear up a truck, but... <laughs> How... No, wait, wait a minute. I want to learn something here. How do you do it right where it doesn't tear up the transmission? Um, and pretty I... much as soon as you let go, just make sure you do balls to the wall and get the first grip on him. That way you're hooking ah. him backwards and he's spinning his stuff. So the, the so the strategy. Once you start sliding, if if you ain't got the power to give it some more oomph to make it go, then you might as well just give up and let go so you don't break something. Yeah. So the strategy is to win. Yes, always. <laughs> if you if you win, then you don't tear up your transmission. I got you. Yeah, I've I've seen people doing that. Do people lose bumpers and stuff? I would assume that they attach these things in, in the proper way, but I have seen you know pretty nutty well, people. We always use really big, you know, straps. Um, I've seen people 
be stupid, basically, and use chains. And, of course, you know, the oh, chain pops goodness. off or tears off or bumpers come off or it slaps back and busts the guy's window. Yeah, I've but seen some nasty ones. It's, it's always interesting. Four-wheel drives, horsepower, and alcohol is always a great combination. Great mix. Yes. <laughs> it, makes, it makes for an interesting show, certainly. Yes, it does. So uh, has, has there ever been any really bad accidents that, that you've seen or even been a part of out there? Um, yeah, actually, there's been a lot of bad ones. Um, there's been a proper two-and-a-half-ton truck that was trying to do some rock climbing. I don't know why he was trying to do rock climbing, probably because he was drunk. <laughs> <laughs> trying to do some rock climbing and didn't quite make it all the way up the hill and just completely rolled backwards to forwards, nose to front, nose to front, all oh, the way back. Oh, my goodness. Luckily, he was okay. You know, he had a harness and everything, but the truck wasn't. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty much the story. Yeah, that's, that's so sad. I hate seeing that whenever a, a Jeep, really any vehicle, rolls like that. Uh, even when they have cages in them, they, they're just not quite the mm-hmm. same. So that's horrible. Um, I, I, and I would assume that you've only rolled the Jeep. Yes, yes, actually. The Jeep has been, well, I mean, outside of four-wheelers. <laughs> I haven't rolled any trucks. Now, now the, the four-wheelers can be pretty heavy. They can uh, do some damage to you, can't they? Broken toes, broke my leg, took off skin off my leg. Yeah, especially, you know, I only weigh 113 pounds, so <laughs> they throw me off pretty quick. Yeah, I can imagine. Yeah, there was a, I was looking at a four-wheeler a few years back, and they were very expensive, but it's it's very intoxicating. Uh, I have a, a, a very, I'm in a subdivision, and I have no room to keep anything like that. But, mm-hmm. but I thought, you know, $11,000 for a four-wheeler, boy, this thing is badass. I could use it to go get mail. <laughs> I could just I could just drive it down and pick up the bale and drive it back, you know. <laughs> That'd be great. Yeah, they're very uh, they're very seductive because they're just really cool, beefy looking things, and I, I have absolutely no no place to ride one. And uh, obviously, I didn't buy it, but boy, I was sitting there trying to think of things I could use it for. <laughs> Give me a good enough reason to tow the wife. <laughs> exactly. Well, she's always good about those things. I mean. You know, she was uh, she was telling me uh, back when I was wanting to get the uh, the, the TJ. Um, we had wanted TJs uh, separately as young adults before we even met, and then when we met, uh, we were looking at a TJ whenever we got the uh, the '98 uh, Cherokee, and that was because mm-hmm. of our daughters. They were real small at the time, and I thought, uh, hey, it's a four wheel drive, it's a Jeep, but it has four doors, so it, right. it's good for for the family. So we finally got the TJ, and. But when I was telling her, hey, I'm going to find a TJ, a used TJ for you to drive. And she's telling me, no, I don't know. I think I'm too old. And I'm, 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 and I'm thinking, I'm older than you, and I'm not too old. <laughs> so I finally had to tell her that, you know, look, I'm going to buy me another Jeep. It's going to be a TJ. And if you want to drive it, you can. <laughs> Yeah, I'm just going to have two Jeeps, but you're welcome to drive them. Anyone you want to, right? <laughs> yeah. So that's so that was the deal, and she we got it, and she the thing that she was saying it happened to be the the same red that uh, that my XJ is, and so we have two identical colored uh, Jeeps, one a TJ, nice. one, one an XJ. Yeah, it's just funny how that worked out, and. Um, she she was so excited. She was driving around uh, in, in her Jeep, and she'd come home, and she goes, it's a toy. It's a toy. I just love the toy. It's such. It's just like driving a toy. 
<laughs> they really are. Oh yeah, it's a blast. It's it's so much fun to you know any any off road vehicle is fun, but once you lift it up, put a, put a little armor on there, uh, it's it's just you're in another world. It's a it's a completely yeah. different world. And yeah. and I think the audience all knows this, with the exceptions of some of the ones that haven't lifted their their Cherokees, but. Um, you know, I guess really the the bottom line here is you're in a fun business because what you do is you help people have fun. They have bring, fun, yeah. They bring their vehicle to you. That's got to be a wonderful feeling. It really is. I, I, I'm not going to lie. I love my job. Those are the best jobs to have. Yeah, wouldn't change it for the world. Well, Brandy, why don't you tell us, uh, you already mentioned your, your Facebook and uh, your, uh, your webpage for your company. Why don't you go through those things again, tell, tell people how they can reach you, and uh, we'll wrap this thing up. All right, well, um, you can reach me at either going to www.everyinchcounts.com. You can also email me, <clears throat> sorry, you can also email me at sales, which is S-A-L-E-S, at everyinchcounts.com, or give me a call, 813 813- Three nine one eight three six five. And again, she's in Plant City, Florida. But I'm sure you can drive from anywhere in the the, the U.S. or even fly in from New Zealand, and she'd be happy to take care of you as long as you bring yes. a ve- as long as you bring a vehicle with you. <laughs> yes, definitely bring the vehicle with you. <laughs> well, Brandy, thanks a lot. I know we tried to get together last night to do this, and some things came up. I'm I'm really happy we were able to get uh, get the interview in the can. And uh, also, too, I'll, I'll put that same information up on uh, the podcast site so people won't have to uh, rewind and rewind and rewind to try to get that information that you just gave us. But right, uh, perfect. But thank you very much, and uh, we'll look forward to seeing your more, uh, more of your antics on Facebook. <laughs> Definitely, Tony. You can count on me. <laughs> Thanks again. Bye-bye. We welcome and look forward to your questions and comments. Dial 530-675-4102, 530-675-4102, and leave your message on our 24 by 7 voicemail. Well, we sure enjoyed that interview with uh, Brandy Cherry, and when I say we, I mean the royal we. No, I didn't include Matt that time. <laughs> it was a, a, a lot of fun speaking with Brandy Cherry. I had interacted with her on Facebook here for a while, being friends with uh, uh, her via XJ Talk, and uh, seeing the pictures of her working on vehicles and just covered head to toe in uh, grease and dirt. Uh, it was very interesting to speak with her the f- for the first time on the phone and hear that, that little bitty voice. So it's a, a, a stark contrast in, in perception from what you see and then what you experience. And that's, that's true a lot of uh, when you meet people, you get a, an idea of what to expect when you first see them, and then as you get to know them, that, that uh, opinion often changes. So anyway, uh, as promised, was going to tell you about our special guest next week. Uh, it's uh, Eric Zappi. And if you don't recognize that name, you do recognize the book, The Bible. The Jeep Cherokee XJ Bible, High Performance Jeep Cherokee XJ Builder's Guide. Yep, that Eric Zappi. He's going to be on. He's going to talk about uh, his book and make an interesting announcement that I think everybody will find, uh, well, interesting. (laughs) So uh, on a more serious note, uh, I want to remind everybody that uh, 
September the 11th is coming up, and uh, we need to not only remember the many innocents that lost their lives on that day, the people that were in the buildings, the people that ran to the buildings to help, all those people we need to remember, but don't forget about the, the two wars that came out of that attack. We need to remember all our soldiers, whether they lost their lives, limbs, or just their sanity from being in harm's way to protect us. So until next week with uh, Eric Zappi, uh, have a good, safe week. And again, remember the, everybody from 9-11. Next week on XJ Talk Show. Um, you know, the lighting's got to be right, and it you know, can't be blurry at all, and you've got to pay attention to what's in the background. But then to try to you know, show that, like where to clearance and everything, and, and get that point across, you know, that's been a challenge. And sometimes you know, it may take me you know, five, taking five or ten pictures before it gets, gets it right. It turns out, you know, my website was almost like a, a resume without me even knowing it. You know, they're looking around and they, they see that, oh, here's this guy. You know, he, he can write an article. Um, he can take half-decent pictures. And, uh, you know, he, can, he might be one that's, uh, you know, good to ask to uh, see if he'll do a book.